0: Oh, there you go. I think I've just muted you. Sorry, Lenny. All
1: right. Am I good? You guys can hear me? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, why I'm asking, it's raining here, but it's just stopping, you know. And um, you know, I'm on a phone an iPhone and sometimes the volume is not as good as for you guys that are on laptops. Um um okay, first off, I am importantly guys, I am just a humble alcoholic and addict i think that is probably the most important thing i have to say tonight okay um and fortunately, i'm in recovery today um i have not used drugs or alcohol today and that is why i'm able to be here with you tonight if i if if i had used i would not be here that's also very important Hi Quincy, how are you doing? Alright, um so as I was saying a while ago, I, yeah, I'm just a humble alcoholic. I am not I am not a gifted speaker by any stretch of the imagination. Um so I'm just gonna talk about myself, about my recovery. And if I go off not, I would say a script, but if I go off tangent, sometimes please bear with me because I'm just like you guys. Are all the same, and not, nothing, and no more special than you are. All right, so I am. I'll tell you a little, little bit about myself first on phone. I'm 66. All right, my wife's not here to make sure I ask her if that's the right age, but I think I'm 66. Um, I have been using drugs and alcohol, I started rather using drugs and alcohol. Pretty late, I mean all things considered when I was about 20, twenty, 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 and I really got into it hard or started using a lot when I was in my earlier about maybe twenty two, twenty three, twenty four. Anyway, so um I have I have been to drugs and alcohol took me on many many avenues many roads many streets many lanes so to speak i have been to jail i can't count the amount of times i have been to prison twice yeah twice okay once in germany and in jamaica all right so now um i i have been married twice um, Although I'm still married, we are separated, but we remain good friends. We are both in recovery. I have three kids, two boys and a girl. My two sons are are substance abuse counselors, interestingly. My first wife is also a substance abuse counselor. And my present wife, although I say we're not together, is a nurse. And she's also in recovery. So my family is a recovery family. All right, um, I, I, I first, I first started drinking alcohol, all right, and um, I am over uh, some things that I'm not going to talk the details about, because um, uh, the time may seem like a lot of time, but I know it's not a lot of time. I started, uh, I started alcohol, I remember my first drink was when my parents were having uh, some kind of party, I think it was Christmas, I'm not sure it was, I was pretty young, not too, not too short age, and uh, my sister and I stole also had a rum punch and got stone blind drunk, and got sick vomiting up the whole place. That's my, that was my first encounter with any kind of substance that I can remember. Um, then um, after that, I don't know because of the, the vomiting and stuff, I I was not enamored with alcohol at all. So I um, uh, went to high school. Etc., and I pretty much stayed away from everything. Um, During high school as a teenager, all my friends smoked marijuana, and um, I was totally against it. I was like the odd one out. I never smoked. Um, We were still friends, but I didn't smoke. And um, I used to tell them, Stop, you guys need to stop that shit, blah, blah, blah but I didn't, I didn't partake for, the, for most, of, you know, most of my school life. My first time, when I, my, I first smoked marijuana when I was, oh God, about 19, 20, I think, yeah. Um, and, and It was an interesting experience, just my, my girlfriend at the time, who kind of, she used to smoke you know, and she used to say, we're, it was a little or six we were in bed, and she said, try it tried you know so the third or fourth time she was trying to get into you and I did I smoked it for the first time and it was the most amazing sex I ever had. I said, oh my goodness. So 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 my 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 journey into drugs, which was I call that my my journey, my entrance into drugs was very all around sex. So so after that I started smoking marijuana whenever I was going to have sex. Most of the time yeah um and then I, that evolved into drinking clubbing. Um, and eventually I met my first the young lady who turned to became my first wife. And she introduced me to cocaine. Um, by this time I was pretty much a, a raving alcohol because one I was just in the bedroom. It was partying and alcohol. Um, I, I, so I met cocaine and I said wow, yes this is it this is what I've been searching for this is what makes life worthwhile and then when I started to add cocaine and alcohol I said I have arrived totally arrived so um. I'm sorry, I I had to refuse a call. Um, So that that meeting of cocaine, which turned out to be cocaine and alcohol, started to turn my life upside down. And um, for a long time, I was kind of just barely holding my life together okay then I just kind of bust over this part a little um because um I want to talk about some other things more um and then I met Crack um uh, okay cocaine and alcohol ended me up in jail in, in Frankfurt Germany and um I was here for about 14 months and believe me it was because of those two substances why I ended up in, 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 in prison rather. But jail and prison is two different things. Anyway, the, the night I came out and I was deported back to Jamaica, I, I left the airport and I went straight to a nightclub because I had been in prison all this time and I met crack cocaine. Wow. That's where my, that's where my problems really began. So it was crack, 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 drink, drink, drink. Crack, 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 drink, 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 I um, lost, lost everything, got sober for a while, got back some material stuff, got my life together in some way, shape or form, but relapsed again. Then got, came back, got my life kind of together, relapsed again. All right, so all of those, the important thing I want to talk about now is what was happening to me during those times while I was trying to find recovery. Yeah? Um, all right, so, so let me look at that a kind of little. Um but this is also good for me. I I just felt that holy hell, how can I exist without alcohol and drugs? How, I just couldn't I just couldn't see myself living without so party, something. You know, and um, I, was, I was in this total denial. So every time I went into recovery, it was a crisis. It was a crisis because of a crisis. And I had to stop. I was going to lose my business, lose my job. The family was on my case. So there was no real truth to my recovery. No truth. Step one never meant anything to me. I would talk the talk, but I wasn't doing the stuff and i I would be in meetings for maybe six months and i would talk about the steps and i was doing one step and i would pretend i had a sponsor yeah um so my whole life was a lie but i had periods of sobriety um eventually eventually I did get a sponsor one eventually, and I started to work the steps. This was about in the 90s, way back now I've gone. I, and um, I did the steps, did my step, wait up, step eight with my sponsor. He's from Ireland too. And, um, and I, I was sober for, this is the longest period of sobriety I had, I, so, so for eight years. And he died, he died when we were on step eight I believe two months I was back out again, and for the next 12, I would say almost twenty, 20 something years, it was in out in out in out, and um, I just couldn't understand why I was so baffled and confused and. You know, there are times I, I felt that I, I really need to get this thing right. I really need to get this right. But deep down, deep down, somewhere inside, I was willing to let go. I just couldn't let go because I love to get high. I love to get drunk. I love it so much. I still do. I've been lying to you if I told you I don't stay. I still, I can't do it anymore, but I still, it's, it's, I, 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 I loved drugs and alcohol more than I loved more than myself, more than my children, more than anything in my life. That was my number one love. Still is to a certain extent. Still is. Don't want to be honest. That's powerful, but it's there. You know, it lurks. All right. So, so I, I, I um. I was going through this rough, re- and then, for a long story short, I became homeless after. I, I always managed to, to peace and turn and, and keep it together. You know I before I got homeless, when my second wife finally had enough, she, she was in recovery. She was almost 20 years old, but I was even, that I was messing around. She couldn't take care anymore, she left. She um, kind of lost respect for me. Um, so I, I got to a point now where with all that I was, I was literally a millionaire and then my wife left, left me alone in the house and the kids left and I started to relapse using the house because I never used to use that home and drink at home and before I knew it guys, in about eight months I was homeless, the cars were gone, the money was gone, the furniture was gone, the house was everything was gone, within eight months gone. Everything gone, literally millions, gone. So I became homeless and then I spent three years on the road, two and a half years on the road living homeless, um, hanging out around the, um, the bars and the drug bases and um, begging, bombing, shoplifting, as. It's miraculous for that two and a half years I never reached to jail. I was caught so many times, shoplifting, And I think because I'm an old man now, that kind of felt sorry for me. And I, I, how I don't know when I was ravaged at that time, I was 10 years older, yeah? So, um, and then now, this, this is what, this is more interesting part for me. Uh, after about two and a half years on the road, I think I shared, I shared this part in the story last time I spoke in the to a group in London. Um, I, I, one day, one night, I just, I just, I said I'd had enough. And, and and you know, I think you guys know what, what that mean. I had had enough many times before too. Many, many times before, but this one, I don't know what happened. This one was so different. And I reached out and I made a call. And this old lady gave me a call and I called a friend of mine. And he keeps reminding me what I said to him. He said, I said to him that, his name is Joshua. Um, he's, in, he's in the program too. He said, I said to him, Josh, if you don't help me, I'm gonna die. And I was crying. And um, long story short, he helped me. And from I made that call that night, I know I have never used drugs or alcohol since that was a couple of years back. Now, what I what one of the things that I try to explain or I try to talk about is. What happened to me when I made that call and stopped using? And I had money too, I mean, a little more, not much. What made me just stop like that? And, 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 and guys, the help he gave me was some people came and picked me up the following morning to, to rehab. I spent one year in, in that rehab, um, going to meetings and stuff. But from I made that call to now, I had no more desire to drink or use drugs again. So I I can't, I keep saying to to Share that it is, that was my spiritual awakening. I don't know what else to tell you guys. It, that's what happened to me. I was just something happened to me. And and and, and, and here, the, here the here the most miraculous part about this thing now. Here, the, the thing is that. I, from that car, I have never had a desire to drink or use again since i've been in recovery i've never had to pick up the phone to say to somebody, "Oh my God, I want to use it i have I have had this amazing turnaround from from my higher power high. you know i I, I, I now work as a case manager and a counselor in a, in, in a, in a recovery environment and To this day, I repeat, I have never had the urge to drink or use again. Now, for me, that gift came from the other gift, which at the time didn't look like a gift, which was homelessness, rock bottom. That was my gift. I think that's the greatest gift that God, my higher powers, ever given me. Now, I used to have, I used to struggle with, Higher power, spirituality, and all that are part of the program because I, I, I grew up in the church and, you know, I had this church background, so, but I, when I was in the program in the beginning, it was, from I heard about higher power, this is God, It was religion. I just could not separate religion from what the 12th separate all about, and religion turned me off. So I had a big struggle with that. So when I eventually had this spiritual awakening, it was the most amazing, <laughs> oh my God. It's the most amazing experience that I've had in my life, guys. And I can't put it in words. It's, 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 every time I try to put it in words, I, I am confused, but I'm it. <laughs> I am baffled no more. So, so now my journey in finally at the age of 60 years about, my journey into true recovery after for, for, almost 40 years, just begun, begun. And I share with you guys for me, my, my experiences once i was able to do and complete step one and i don't mean talk about it say all the right things go on like i i have done it pretend oh i'm powerless oh cry a little i don't mean that i mean truly accept my powerlessness everything after that became easy and to share my experience guys everything became super easy. No, I, I my recovery, I'm one of these recovering people. That um but, um what happens is I with this spiritual I've had everything in my recovery starts inside. I feel first I read after how do I explain that okay I'm not a big literature reader sober tool and all that man man I, I read it now but basically because, because because, of the spiritual being I've had, everything that the program and in the big book and all this tells me that I need to do or to be aware of or gonna, all that, I feel them every day. I feel it. I don't have to read it to know it. I feel it. I truly feel it because if my journey is pure in recovery, then I must feel it. I must feel it. So I feel it. Now when I read, Sometimes what I'm feeling, I don't quite understand. I don't quite know how to put it into practice. Or when I read, then I know understand how to put it into practice. But Everything begins inside of me. My higher power for me is, is here, my conscience, which has never told me to do the wrong thing. It's when I choose not to listen to it because I, I wanted a simple HP that I didn't need to be about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I wanted something simple that I could feel and felt real. And that's my and that's my conscience because it's it's always right here with me. It never leaves me. You know, um the 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 meetings for me, all right. So for example, Zoom for me is one of the greatest gifts that I could have in no my coffee All right no, So now I'm, I'm coming from a party animal. What do you call it? Uh, sex, drugs are often all right. So, 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 simply stuff life today, which I was so, I was so fearful of. I know that it's not the happiest period in my life, yes. So, so, so when COVID came, which brought Zoom meetings, it didn't really bother me because I became, would I say, a homebody. You know, I became so happy with myself and my friends and my family, because um, we're all, we all great together again. Uh, my recovery, um, uh, And my recovery is the most important thing in my life, um, because I am a stone cold alcoholic and junkie, stone cold. So my recovery has to be the most important thing in my life. It has to be. The minute it, it, it stops doing that, I know I'm in trouble. So, so, um, Zoom now became a really great day. I, I spend the day going from Zoom meeting to Zoom meeting when I'm not working. You know, I, I work, as I told you, I work in recovery today. Um, and that's another blessing, you know? Um, I don't know if anybody in, in in the meeting works in recovery too. I I can say one thing you don't pay much. So it's not about it's not about money for me. It, it can't because I don't pay that much. Uh, but it's something that I have never done anything, any other job that I love so much. Um, so my 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 life my life changed from that phone call that morning years ago. And I, I, I just can't explain, I don't understand what happened. It just shifted. I became a whole new, new person. Um, I, I am so grateful to be sober. I am so, 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 so grateful. I was at a point guys where I thought I could not ever do without drugs for one day. It, that was all that mattered to me, being able to get high and being able to get drunk. That's all that mattered to me. And um, I really thank my, my higher power for the transformation in my life. And, and then the other thing that I want to, want to share about it is that I finally, at the long last, understand what it means to live one day at a time, just one day at a time, just one day at a time. So that's all I have to do. I just have to live one day at a time because, because look here, for me, there are days when I get judgmental, angry, jealous, possessive, all those things that recover once but there are days when i am like that because i'm human but once i do not pick up a drink or a drug i'll be okay tomorrow when i do my step 10 at night i I can see and sometimes in the days when i am sick i i recognize that i can't help myself but i don't pick up a, a drink or a drug and there are days that I'm tremendous and immensely happy and peaceful and calm and graceful. And I think those days are becoming more than the other, the other negative days. Because I, that's another thing, and I used to think that on a, when I had a really bad day in recovery, I used to say, oh my God, I'm going to relapse! Jesus Christ. Oh, my, where's my sponsor? Oh my God, which is why I am, I am so worthless. I am a piece of shit. But I realized it's okay, it's all right. It's all right. But I did my step for i I've been a goddamn liar from I was pre-prep school, from I was a, a child. I, I was one of the, I used to intercept my school report and change the position on it so that my parents would be angry. I've been a deceitful lying son of a bitch before I even knew drugs. So I had to work on my honesty tremendously. And today I still tell lies. I tell some of the stupidest lies. Stupidest lies. But guess what? I don't pick up on use. I do not pick up on use. And the program teaches me about progress, not perfection. So now guys, I mean, really and truly, if I've been a liar for the past for all my life and I've been I, be, I became a, a, a professional now when I was because I was for 40 years. So all of a sudden you now I'm going to be um, Jesus. No, it don't work that way. It don't work that way. But I'm trust me, I'm nothing near to what I used to be. Um as a child I had serious self-esteem issues. And that's why I think one reason I think why I love I love getting drunk and high so much. So those are that's 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 and I know, I know, you know, guys, my life, my my story is just like yours. No great difference. I mean, um I'm just here by the grace of God. Um Tony invited me. Um and um as I was before I started, I said to you, you know, I am I'm no different friend, I'm not special, I'm no I'm no I'm no Winston Churchill or one of those speakers. I'm just I'm, I'm so ordinary alcoholic and addict, you know. Um that's so graceful to be sober. So graceful to be sober. And um I, I know if I did not get sober, I would be dead. I would be dead. But that's what I I want to tell you guys about now. Um so in essence um as Tony had told me that day, my, my 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 guide and my title here she was baffled no more. What well, I can basically share is so that from that day I made that call on the high approach, colonel, and higher point. call in my life, I have been baffled no more. Before that I was just oh my recovery was just ah, the hardest thing for me. You know. It's just just when I say that one time I say one day at a time, this that that. So I don't know. I don't know um, how long I've been talking. Um, I'm kind of running out of, out of, Is it steam? Or, or what to talk about? I mean, do we go to questions? Um, somebody help me here. It's Claire. clear around. Hello.
0: No, Lenny. I was just. I was literally just putting up my thumbs up just because I've loved listening to you. I wasn't uh, coming in to share. Um, okay. Okay. Later.
1: I'm not hearing you though.
0: Lenny, is that? are you finished?
1: Basically, I think so, yes, because um, you said that you're going to have a, a question period. Or...
0: That's right. Questions and answers. Thank you, Lenny. Thank you so much for your share. Um, before we move on to questions and answers, um, and you can start raising your hand now, guys, we will move over to Tony, as requested by Lenny, to read the promises. So, over to you, Tony. Hi, Tony Alcoholic, uh, the AA Promises. Let me just play up one second. Oh, no, I have it. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? No. They are being filled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialise if we work for them. Thank you, Tony. That's lovely. Thanks to you. Thank okay. you, brother. <laughs> so we're now going to open up the meeting for newcomers.